Hi guys and welcome to another BetfairTradingCommunity.com podcast. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the Formula One 2018 season betting preview um, as this weekend the season kicks off and uh, Formula One is one of my favourite sports so uh, I do follow it closely and uh, I'll be giving you my thoughts on how I think the season will go and uh, yeah I'll just crack on. So... Formula One, the richest, most glamorous, greatest motorsport in the world, is back this weekend after lots of testing, um, new car designs. I particularly like the Red Bull one, Aston Martin. I think it looks awesome. Looking forward to seeing that race. Um, we're ready for some proper racing now. You know, there's a lot of. It's a bit like football with a preseason. There's a lot of guff here and there. This is happening. This is this is what's what. We need some proper racing to see what's really going on. Um, last season was a really great year for the sport because Ferrari uh, made a comeback and started to look like the force of old um, and really put a challenge to Mercedes that for a lot of the season looked like, you know, um, Ferrari were going to win the championship. Um, Vettel, Sebastian Vettel, their number one driver, he traded at heavy odds on at lots of points during the season. Um, and he led the championship for many weeks so he was favourite for a long periods of that season and uh, ultimately driver error, car reliability um, just stopped Ferrari from winning the title in the end but it was close until the last you know, three or four weeks and like I say for a lot of the time you know, I thought Vettel was going to win it they obviously have strong hopes this season um, You know, they've had an off season to keep trying to catch up with the Mercedes team and we'll be hoping they can finally dethrone them. Lewis Hamilton, the Mercedes driver, has hinted at retirement several times now um, but he does return again this season. He's won the championship four times now, um, the same as Vettel um, and he will be gunning for his fifth championship this year. That would take him to second place in history, which I think is why he's so motivated. Maybe he does get a feeling he could get close to the Michael Schumacher record of seven titles. I think I've got a feeling that one of them will do it eventually, probably Vettel, because he's going to have a lot longer, I think, in the sport. I'm not sure Hamilton's going to hang around for another five to ten years. Um, you know, Hamilton... He is a deserving favourite for the title. He's trading at 1.72 currently. I think that price is about right. Um, but it doesn't really interest me, you know. I mean, for a few reasons. One, do you really want to sit a 1.72 bet for the next six, seven, eight, nine months um, and hope that it comes in? No, I don't. No thanks. Um, and also, you know, anything can happen in this sport. Um you know the car. We no one knows exactly how the cars are yet. Injuries thing. I mean, it does happen. I remember Schumacher getting injured during a title challenge. Um, you know, and Eddie Irvine almost won the world championship amazingly um, for Ferrari. So there's a lot that can happen, and uh, obviously at those prices, I'm never interested. As people know, I'm a value hunter. I go for value prices, and uh, that's what I'll be looking for today in this podcast. Okay, so pre-season testing has helped shape the odds in the outright winner's market. And it is perceived at the moment that Ferrari about a quarter of a second behind Mercedes per lap at the moment. 
what I would say is that's only testing, okay? So we don't know that these teams have shown their hands. Ferrari in particular are the sort of team who like to keep things very secretive, you know, behind closed doors. I mean, they probably haven't done this, but I wouldn't put it past them to say to the drivers, just hold a little back. You know, practice certain things, but we don't want to go full throttle just yet and, and really give our game away. I kind of see pre-season testing as like um, football pre-match, you know, pre-season friendlies. Because at the end of the day, these aren't races. This isn't competition. It's a bit like training, you know, if, if you ever train for something. I mean, tennis is a good example of this for me. I play a lot of tennis. And in training, you know, I can look like a worldie whacking you know the winners left right and center but as soon as you get to a match things change don't they pressure you know the fact you've actually got to run you've got to do it for this long amount of time especially in formula one where you know races are long they're more of an endurance test than anything else and uh, a lot of these drivers you know they do thrive under those conditions um but you can't i don't think you can take pre-season testing too seriously you have to look at it but that's just my opinion. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, but I take it with a pinch of salt at the moment. So, so far, I've only talked about two teams, Ferrari and Mercedes. The other team with a, with a chance, and uh, they can't totally be dismissed, but I'm not a believer yet, is Red Bull. Now, Red Bull obviously won four titles with Vettel, but for the last four years have just been languishing in... Uh, no man's land really um, and not being close and now Ferrari are quite clearly the second team um, you know they've been off the pace for a while I need to see a lot from them in the first race to take them seriously and I feel like the first race will tell us a lot about where teams are at um, Max Verstappen you know he's, he's tipped to have a big future he's a great driver very fast but He's very reckless, you know. I I do wonder that in a calendar with what eighteen, nineteen races, I think it is, in a in a sport where there's that many races, you know, you've got to. It's an endurance, like I said earlier. It's an endurance more than anything else, you know. Um, and yeah, if it was one lap and that was it, I'd say Verstappen. You know, he's got a good chance, but that's not the way it is, and. Does he look after the car well enough? Is he clever enough in his manoeuvres? Um, you know, we've seen him get taken out. We've seen him take people out. Even his own teammate um, can be in the firing line of Verstappen's reckless driving. It's great to watch. The fans love him. And uh, I think that the market perhaps is uh, driven a bit by some of that. Um, because I don't understand why he's under 10 odds. Uh, I think that's crazy. If this was... Uh, a one race thing I'd, I'd lay you know if I could lay him and get the money back tomorrow you know I would I'm not going to sit a, a, a lay like that for that long and also it's a bit risky you know being those odds but I think that's very short for someone who yes he has talent but he's got potentially the third worst car and you know what I don't think he's the best driver in that team um and if Red Bull does spring a surprise this year, I would much rather have Daniel Ricciardo at odds of 19.0, um, which is double the price of Verstappen in the outright market, 
Even though Riccardio finished above Verstappen by 32 points last year, Riccardio is a solid driver. I think if you put him in a in one of the quick cars, he would really be up there with Hamilton and Vettel uh, in terms of being one of the best drivers. So, you know, I think I think the market's fallen in love with Verstappen. I think some of that's just crowd love. Um, and Riccardio, you know, he's not going to mess about. He's a he's a solid driver. He is an endurance type racer. He just gets the job done. Sadly, he hasn't had a good enough car yet. But we'll see what happens. If they make the leap, that's the driver I'd want to go to from Red Bull. Um, but for me, ultimately, this will be down to Mercedes and Ferrari again. And probably Hamilton and Vettel facing each other. I think Ferrari showed a lot of improvement last year. And they really threw a great challenge down um, and I think they can do so this season, um, considering Vettel was favourite for long periods last year to win the championship. I think his current price of 5.7 is very generous. It was one of those where I looked at the outright market and it just took my eye straight away. 5.7 on Vettel. You know, this is a guy who traded odds on many times last year for you know, heavy odds on and for long periods. He looked like he was going to win it. You know, so 5.7 to say that Ferrari are a force, even if the car isn't quite up to scratch yet, I imagine they'll be doing improvements throughout the season. And, uh, you know, they've shown they can mix it with McLaren last year, so there's no reason they can't do that this year. I would have him at 4.0 here at the most, maybe even 3.5, 3.0, something like that. Um, you know, he's a four-time world champion in a car that was better than Mercedes at many tracks last year. So, you know, even if he goes out in Australia and it doesn't quite suit the car, it doesn't mean that there won't be tracks where it doesn't suit Ferrari more than Mercedes. We could get what we got last year where the tracks just made a huge difference, corners and things like that. Um, one driver I haven't mentioned yet in Mercedes is Valtteri Bottas. Um, now, I do expect him to finish behind Hamilton again this year. Um, but people do seem to have forgotten he was in the title race until the last few weeks of the season last year. He actually got very close to Vettel's total. Um, as of a Mercedes driver, he, you know, according to the market, according to general thought, he does have the best car to work with. You know, there's only two people with that car, and that's Hamilton and Bottas. Um, and with another year under his belt, maybe he can settle and produce some better performances. I think the market assumes that Hamilton is the number one driver here. Um, but I don't think this is how Mercedes works. I don't think Mercedes is like Ferrari. Now, we all know Ferrari famously will just let you know Schumacher through in his glory days. And they will probably do the same with Vettel. And Raikkonen, um, even though the FIA has tried to put a lot of rules in restricting this sort of behaviour, um, I mean it's, it's it's slightly embarrassing really what's happening with Raikkonen. Sim reduced to this, you know, this is a former world champion. I, I don't really know what he's doing there, messing about like that. I couldn't imagine someone at Alonso just being happy to play second fiddle. But anyway. Um, Mercedes do tend to let their drivers race each other. So there was a race last season where Hamilton was going quicker than Bottas, but he couldn't overtake him. And I think they were third and fourth, or second and third, and they wanted to go and chase, I think it was Raikkonen at the time. So that Hamilton said, look, let me in front of Bottas, and if I can't catch the leaders, I'll let Bottas, I'll give him his place back at the end of the race. And they did that. Hamilton went through, he didn't catch them, Hamilton let his place back. And now, despite being the front runner, 
in the championship. He's given away points there. He could have just stayed out in front and been, you know, arrogant about it or whatever, but he didn't. And uh, I think it's important to note that, you know, so we can't totally discount Bottas. And let's not forget two years ago, Nico Rosberg won the championship while racing Hamilton as the other Mercedes driver. It's happened before and it could happen again. And, you know, let's let's make no bones about it. Rosberg retired after that. He won one championship, he retired. He didn't have the heart of Hamilton. He wasn't as great a driver as Hamilton, but they had the same car. He had a slightly more reliable one. You know, maybe he was a little bit more used to the just being clever with tyres and things like that. So, you know, there's no reason Bottas can't throw down a challenge. And his odds are 17.5, which, uh, you know, if you're talking about two drivers that have the best car, one of them's 1.7 and the other one's 17.5. Well, I know where I think the value is. So, you know, at 17.5, Bottas does represent, represent value for me. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts as we head to the first race. Uh, and I can't wait to get the action going in Australia. It's a shame that of the time zone for us Brits. Um, but, you know, I'll probably watch it on Catch Up the next day or something. Um, well, it'll be the same day, but, you know, obviously later on for us um and yeah can't wait for this weekend and, and hopefully another really exciting racing season ahead so just to recap my value trades the the two i really like uh backing vettel this is this was my strongest at 5.7 um like i say i just think he should be shorter than that same with valtteri bottas at 17.5 not as strong a trade you know i won't have as much on that one um but you know, I just think as an outsider pick for someone with a great car, as I've mentioned above, 17.5 odds does look generous. My more speculative value long shot, I haven't gone that much longer than Bottas, to be honest here, because I just don't think beyond that there's a lot going. Um, but like I said, Ricardo, if Red Bull do throw down a challenge, which I do think is very unlikely, um, that 19.0 on Ricardo is a much nicer price than the 9.8 on uh, Verstappen in the same car for a driver who actually you know finished above Verstappen and has a lot more racing nous shall we say than the youngster um so yeah they're my thoughts um you know check out the forum um I'll try and get some stuff up on Formula 1 as the races go on especially if there's some dramatic races we had some great ones last year um, so remember to check the forum um, and yeah that's uh, that's betfairtradingcommunity.com's preview go to the site if you want more information about the site and uh, yeah have a good time watching the first race <laughs>